Can you hear me? Yeah. You can? Yeah. All right, bet. Finally. What's up, guys? We're back again with another podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the misery loss to Wisconsin on Saturday, as well as looking forward into next year if D'Antonio were to step down, who the possible replacements would be. But let's game Saturday, man. I mean, that was just – I don't even know what to say. That was the worst loss I think I've witnessed since – I mean, you could say Alabama, but the worst loss I've definitely witnessed since D'Antonio – you know, started getting the program on the uprise, 38 to zero. I mean, the offense had like what, maybe a hundred yards of offense until the maybe. last four minutes. I mean, dude, it was like, I mean, I don't even think Collins rushed for five yards. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I've never seen a worse game in my life from an MSU standpoint. Like, I don't know. I mean, what it's, it's maybe Dan it's kind of embarrassing, man. All the team or something because he must have been like doing all those court court things and shit. But I don't know what was going on. Who? Maybe Coach D wasn't there because he was at all those court. I've never seen a team that bad. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know what to say, man. Like, 38-0, to like Jarrell Worthy said, 38-0 to against Wisconsin is just not acceptable. I mean, I know they're the number eight team in the nation, guys, but going into the game, all we said, and we did a pretty good job with it, if we could stop Jonathan Taylor, we don't, you know, not that we don't respect Jack Cohen as QB, but the guy's a true freshman. Um, I don't think he threw for that many yards, like maybe 150. But, I mean, what do you think? No, dude, I'm not going to say what went wrong, game. but what made you most disappointed in the loss? Um, honestly, what made me most disappointed was our lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there was a third and short. Or they went for it on fourth down. Um, fourth one in our territory on like our own on on their on our thirty five or something, and they did a fake run to Taylor, and their tight end was wide open. No one was guarding him. Like like no one was there. Mm-hmm. Like our, our discipline on on our O line, we just weren't we weren't blocking correctly. We weren't making holes, and maybe that's just because they're just that much better than us up front and in the trenches. But I don't know. Like just from a discipline standpoint, none of the guys seemed like ready for the game and like knew how to beat them. Like they just. It's pretty simple to me when you look at it. The three reasons why this team is struggling their asses off. Excuse my language, but that'd be an understatement. But and, and two offside penalties on two third down stops. That's discipline. Yeah, and don't even talk about penalties right now after the Lions game. But like I'm saying, guys, the three reasons this team is just, I mean, kicking themselves in the ass. They can't block. I mean, they, they can't block if there's a statue there. Like, let's just be honest. They're not blocking anything. So the O-line's been playing garbage. Um, I don't know why they're not putting the freshman in. They got nothing to lose now. Um, see, not season's not over, but we're not making New Year's Six Bowl, Big Ten title, none of that stuff. So the There's O-line's a chance won- for a New Year's Six Bowl. Nah, if, I mean we'd if have your to three win. losses are the three top twenty teams. Yeah, but look at our wins. We'd have to. And you beat and you beat Penn State and Michigan. Yeah, but- I, I, feel, I don't know. I feel like in nine and three we might make. Dude, though, dude, when we play Michigan, they might have three losses. So we got to see about that. But nonetheless, guys, the O line's been brutal. Um, like you said, discipline. I think there's no effort. There is no effort. Um, and Darian Harris, he made a good point. I was watching him on the you know Sports Cave Live on you know Channel Seven News, and he said it's not the leadership. The leadership is there. 
I would 50% agree with them on that because – and you're going to agree with I'd say here. defense. Defense has leadership and effort. They just don't execute. Offense doesn't have leadership or effort, and they don't execute. But, see, I don't, I don't think it's about the leadership. I think it's about the caring part. So, I, I guess that goes more towards effort. Like, you were, you were telling me, and I mean, I we basically I, said the same thing, but guys are laughing on the sidelines. Uh, yeah, and they're down I've 38. Never so, and I've never been – more mad in my life just watching them jump up and down on the sidelines like smiling i'm sorry like that that's not the spartan dog, spartan dog mentality that would have never happened in 2013 2014 2015 like never even in 2017 they had, i mean or 2011 seems... or 2012 like they were they were they were some dogs like they didn't do that shit they were ready i mean i was like i told you i mean there was one guy dming me saying oh are you I mean, this is just funny, guys. You got to listen to this. So this guy was DMing me saying, are you kidding me? Do you want D'Antonio to run a dictatorship? So apparently he got mad for me saying <laughs> they, shouldn't, they shouldn't be laughing out there, guys, when they're down 38 to nothing in the fourth quarter. And he was saying – Wasn't he, like, saying they should be participating in the jump around? Yes, he was telling me. I would be – no, this is what he told me, exact words. And it's funny. So he said, <laughs> if I had busted my ass – and got a free scholarship, you're damn right I'd be jumping around out there. <laughs> jumping around. I'm like, dude, that is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard anyone say, guys. I mean, just that our fans are, not all of them, but for one of them to say he would be participating in a jump around down 38 nothing. But the, the point is, guys, why I'm saying that is me and MSU Sports Today witnessed, and I'm not calling out Lewerke, but Lewerke and James, I'm sorry if I messed this up, a home, is that a homeba or how do you say it? His last name, I don't know. Ahumba. All right. So those two for sure, and Chris Solari, you know, said it as well. He saw them giggling and jumping around and jump around in the fourth quarter. So there's a few guys, you know, I guess they weren't taking it seriously. They they knew the game was over. I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on all that bullshit? I feel like I feel like their mind was more on getting getting home and getting into the locker room to more warm weather than it was actually on coming back and like competing in the game. I mean, yeah, I guess, dude. I just – I don't get it. Um, That's how I took it. If you're jumping around down 30 <laughs> at zero. That is pathetic, dude. Like, I mean, in cold I know weather, you must one. be, like, more <sighs> – I mean, I know you're a big D'Antonio supporter, and I'm not a hater, but I'm in the middle right now. But all I'm going to tell you, if that happened with the Lions and Patricia, oh, my God. He'd be making them run bleachers in the freaking stadium. Like – that's just what D'Antonio's missing right now is, like you told me, it's that bounce-back bullshit every week. They'll bounce back like they did against Northwestern. Looked great. Come back the following week, lay an egg against Indiana. It's the same thing every week to me. This has been the same. Well, now bounce-back squared. I, and, dude, the thing, thing is to me, it's been ongoing. Like I told you, the day I stopped believing in the coaching staff was 2018 last year, the road lost Arizona State, guys. That game right there showed me um, that not that 2016 was a fluke, but anything was possible. Because when we had a lead, I don't know if a lot of you guys remember. I know you do, but, you know, the great defenses. When we got a lead, they never gave it up. Now it seems like every time we get a lead, it's like who can cough it up first? Like one of our guys. I don't know, dude. It's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, what If I had a visual of? representation. Mm-hmm of the definition of the word blasphemy, that would be our football season this year. 
to me, it's just embarrassing. That's what it really what it is, man. Embarrassing and frustrating. That's the only two words I can think I, of. My gosh, I want to go Stephen A. Smith mode right now. I was just gonna say the same thing, dude. <laughs> I wish we can pull up that clip of him freaking. It is the so. It is so frustrating. This team has so much potential. And that's what me and you like. We're saying, I mean, on the phone all basically all year, guys. Is, and fans are starting to DM me this when you all right when you guys are starting to realize it. Then you know, like, I'm not saying that's an insult to you guys. I'm just saying when fans, you know, that might not watch every game are starting to realize that why the hell isn't Julian Barnett out there and they burned his red shirt. I mean, some of this stuff, I truly am not saying I'm speechless, but I just don't know what to say because, like you said, blast me or whatever. Like, dude, I I, I don't get it. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, but like, like you were telling me, like, you're going to tell me C.J. Hayes is that much better that he should be playing, you know, 90% of the snaps? doesn't make any it, sense. C.J. Hayes may be more prepared, may be more disciplined, but you're down 38-0. Mm-hmm. You burned a true freshman damn near five stars, five-star – you blew his red shirt, and it's in the fourth quarter, and you're not even going to put him in for a whole quarter. You're going to leave the what? You're going to leave C.J. Hayes in because he's more disciplined and not give the freshman a chance when they haven't gotten 50 passing yards? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to just give them a chance? That that makes absolutely zero sense to me. And I think that that is on D'Antonio. But I think the play calling and the execution and, and all that stuff, I think that's on the coordinators. And if D'Antonio had good coordinators, I think the season would be different because you can tell our defense has some studs and some very good players that will be playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they're just not used right. And they're not like schematically like our defense is not playing like how it should be playing to the level it should be playing at whatsoever. And to me, and I know a lot of people are gonna get on me for this, but I really think, dude, I think the defense has given up. Willikis is not having the year everyone thought. He really isn't, dude. Dude, I uh, think that I thought that too, but like MSU was down like thirty one zero and they were running in for a touchdown and I see Willikis sprinting from behind, knowing he's not gonna catch him, but he's still sprinting. Like that, oh, I, that that's what I don't get. Like, I still see the effort. Like, I don't know how it can be this bad. But that's my point. How can our defense be so good in 2017? And you literally have everyone for 2019 besides for Lane Willis and Lane Curry Willis, Andrew Dow. How can you it's, be that much worse? To me, it's I mean, easy. yeah, those are good players, but, like, come on. It's really easy. And I wasn't saying Willikis was not giving up. That's not at all what I meant. I was saying he's just not having the year everyone thought he would. But Willikis, like like uh, Darian mentioned, Darian Harris mentioned, it's not the leaders, guys. Bocce, Willikis, and Raekwon Williams, like you said, you feel bad for them. They're all stepping up. Regardless if they have the numbers or not, they're not giving up. I'm talking about, and I don't mean this as you know an insult, but like Kalanjer Gervin, excuse me. Like, I mean, he's not out there every play, but guys like that where they get in a play, get in two plays, they seem like, um, it's about one play, you know, I'm not going to go all out. Um, I don't know if that's a bad example, but I feel like the guys below the leaders are giving up. It seems, um, I don't, well, I don't know, blame dude. them cause they're not getting their shot. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not going to like be that one guy that says, you know, we have and when you throw them in when they're down 30 for one play at the end of the game, they don't want to be out there. They want to, Oh no, no, I didn't mean that. Bit time to I, show just not, like, I just, yeah, to me, it's obvious, dude. We don't have a pass rush. I've been telling you that all year. Our pass rush is non-existent, guys. Um, just no effort. I, I, no I, 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 are we are we done blitzing? Like, is that out of our yeah. package? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Dude. Like, that's what I'm telling you. Like, I would just love to go up to, not even Salem. Like, 
D'Antonio. And excuse my language, but be like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell did you do in 2017? Like, we were a three-win team, and we came back and won 10 games. I mean, dude, dude, I don't, it, I don't, I know you people listening to this will say, are looking in, you can't say that you have no idea what it's like. But I promise you, right now, I would have scored at least, at least seven points if I was the offensive coordinator to this team. When I say this, the offensive coordinator uses Brad Salem uses this this team in the completely wrong way. I'm not joking. I'll give you examples. Cody White, he's an athletic big body receiver that he's needs to be nothing. throwing the ball deep at six times a game. Just lob it up to him, throw deep. That, that that right there could get you a touchdown in the game. Even the announcers were saying, I, I can't believe how underutilized he is. But instead, and he's not that fast. He's athletic. He's not that fast. Instead, no. we use him on jet sweeps. Jet That's sweeps and slants. Think about that. Think, and we throw the ball deep to Stewart. I'm not saying Stewart isn't a bad deep ball. But he's shorter, he's not as athletic, and he's more fast. He's, he's more shifty. And we don't he's use cool. him on jet sweeps. And we don't use Luis Nelson on jet sweeps, the fastest player, the most shifty player on our team. We don't use Barnett on jet sweeps. We probably... At this point, like it's it is ridiculous. It, it is it is ridiculous. I'll watch an Alabama game and I'll see how how much they spread the field out. Guys are doing post routes, go routes, everything. They're scoring fifty points a game. Like we're we're doing slants and jet sweeps to the complete wrong players. We're we're we're, we're lining up in shotgun, doing the same play, passing the ball eighty percent of the game. Like it's terrible. I've never seen a team where its best players are so underutilized and misutilized so much than this team this year. It's it's unbelievable. But even on the defensive side of the ball. And that's what I was going to say to you too, like how you're like all oh, the Alabama, like we got to realize we don't have the speed and the talent that they do. So that's – I we give you do. They don't from. play. No, no. Daryl Stewart, Luis Nelson, Julian Barnett, and Cody White are, are big-time receivers. They like, are. Like they, and I'm like, not taking anything away from them, but they're not as fast as Jerry Judy and them boys at Alabama. They're not. I know, but they we're, might not be playing, just as, we're not playing schools that are as fast either. Ohio I State, we can, yeah, Ohio State and Michigan are pretty – Penn State's pretty damn fast, who we're about to play too. I wouldn't say Michigan's that fast, but, yeah, Penn State's very fast. But I think our, our receivers can match up against any DBs in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying you on that. I meant the country, though. Like, that's – that's like, when we – not, No, not I'm even, just I'm saying, like, schematically not, how Alabama does it. Yeah. They, like, get the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. Hands. I was talking myself into the whole research. The ball deep to their best playmakers, their best, their most athletic players. We do the opposite. Mm-hmm. But like I was like, gonna, I'm telling I you right now, like, like Stewart on a deep route, Cody White on a deep route. Mm-hmm. Just throw it deep to them. They're so talented. Yeah. And then do a jet sweep to Reese Nelson, the shiftiest and fastest player on the team that most of you guys don't know because for some reason he doesn't play anymore. 2017, he played more. And actually, had and, and also I would add, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but. You know, I'd like to see run a few jet sweeps, and I know fans are going to laugh at this, but Brandon Sowers, he'd even be better than, like, I mean, it's but to me, dude, it all comes down to blocking. If the O-line can't block, it don't matter who you put in a jet sweep. They're not going to run nowhere. And, like, I, I mean, uh, the thing that confuses me is we had Naylor doing the jet We switched to Cody. I don't know how that works. Like, like Barnett and – and Nelson are the complete like the same like jet sweep type of players like Naylor is, and then we just we just totally switch it up and do something stupid. That's why I can't wait for Naylor to be back because it'll, it'll and I think he'll be back for Penn State, right? I I was gonna ask him yesterday, but I forgot. But honestly, if I was him, I'd tell him you know don't even come back. There's no point, dude. What's the point of burning? Dude, your there butt? is a nine and three no, season is a not. good season. It's possible. If we lose to Penn State, it means nothing. 
besides Dude, this is my perfect example of why D'Antonio should not resign. You're talking about a meaningless. If we talked no, about no, 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 before no, D'Antonio no. was here, we'd be like, oh my gosh, yes, whatever, whatever we can do to have that. And now it's like, dude, nine and three season, fuck that, man. It's all because D'Antonio set the standards. He created that, that, that thought and that, that perception that we need 10, 11 wins, a, a New Year's six or a playoff or a big 10. That he set those standards because of how good of a coach he is. If he was never there and never created this and set the set the bar that high for the program, fans mm-hmm. wouldn't be so disappointed. Fans wouldn't be saying, "Oh, the season's over, nine wins, fuck that." That's not what I'm saying. For nine no, I don't care about the nine win shit. I'm not one of those saying that's not good. What I'm pissed about is, and you, and this we're gonna be like, ah. Uh, if we don't, if we keep doing that average BS, whether it's nine and three, eight and four, it doesn't matter, dude. You'll, you're not gonna see the change you want. If you want eight and change, four, I agree. Eight and four, I agree. That's not good. But if you go nine and three, win a bowl game, ten wins, that's a good. That's a damn. Yeah, it is. But like I said, and you'll again, get recruits, yeah. and you, and you. No, dude. See, that's it's not that. If we go nine and three and win our bowl game, have ten wins, our recruiting class will pick up towards the end of the year. But that's the thing. I don't care about that right now. I care about if change because if they do that, you know the fans are gonna get complacent and be like, "All right, we're fine with that average BS." And it's not average. It's not what I'm telling you. But like, but the I'm thing saying, I'm dude, saying is change. Change might be a a a death sentence for MSU because I'm not saying because if, if you if you if you look, I'm saying I'm not staff, saying this, this. The staff needs change. I'm not Jim saying, Bowman. Okay, perfect I'm, example. Okay. bro. He wouldn't okay, get hired. Yeah, I agree he would not get hired at Eastern Michigan right now. Fucking Eastern. Okay. And D'Antonio hired him. I agree with you on that. <laughs> I agree with yeah. you on that. But people listening right now that think D'Antonio should be gone without a doubt should be. Nick Saban coached this MSU team. I'm not saying he's the coach he is now, and obviously he couldn't recruit like he can in Alabama. But Nick Saban, one of the greatest coaches, did not have the six. So now, MSU is struggling with D'Antonio. And if MSU did not have D'Antonio right now, there is a possibility that we could have zero or one wins. That's how much <laughs> D'Antonio program. No, 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 no. Because look what I'm saying. Like, like we yeah, don't I know mean, how good of a coach Antonio is until we lose him. Another yeah. coach coming in could absolutely destroy this program without us even knowing. Nick Saban couldn't even bring this program to a national. No, level. but you got Antonio did, and he has. But and it, like you're saying, dude, it all comes down to recruiting, basically. D'Antonio was able to figure out how to not recruit the highest guys and win. I will agree with you on that. Saban struggled. But D'Antonio thing. The football player finds the kids that play hard. He finds the kids that have kids that have potential. Not all the coaches have that instinct. And that, I agree. With that you. ability to do that. And I'm That's not what I'm like, saying, bro. People talking about D'Antonio having to leave, they understand what he's done and what he's been able to do. And, mm-hmm. and that if we do get a new coach, it might be a death sentence to this program. It might be even yeah. worse. Or way worse than it and, is right now. And right now be it's better than it was before D'Antonio. That's what I'm trying to say. You know who I'm going to say this name out and no one is – we'll talk about a little – I mean, you want to get more into the coaches now? We basically cleared up the whole game. Yeah, yeah, we can talk All about right. the coaches. You can go into yours first. I'll talk about mine first, and I know you're going to get caught by surprise with this one. I haven't brought it up at all. But you know who we honestly could look into that would be a phenomenal coach and a phenomenal leader and recruiter? Cool. Our very oh. own Lewis Riddick. Well, imagine getting Lewis Riddick. Dude, dude that would be yeah, – I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That would be good, but he's an NFL No one has guy, said that, but I'm telling you guys. If he's you guys an NFL guy. Riddick, Come on. They got to know who Lewis Riddick is. I mean, 
It don't matter, dude. Dude, my he dude, loves the game. My this is what I want. This is what I want. You guys can call me stupid. And, whatever, and before you say Antonio, before I, you say it, I'll give you okay. my options after you're done. Just to let everyone know. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, go. Dude, this is this is what I'm thinking. I'm not gonna get into the coordinator thing. I think I think MSU needs to fire their offensive defensive coordinators, fire their strength and conditioning coach. We need to go after Northwestern strength and conditioning coach. That may not happen. We need to go into a young, young guy, motivated guy for strength and conditioning with modern philosophies. Offensive defensive coordinator. I think for we just need to find okay, offensive and defensive coordinators, we need to find schools that are performing well on both sides of the ball and hire those coordinators at smaller schools. That's the first step. And for assistant coaches and recruiters, we need to hire Darian Harris and Joel Worthy. This is why I'm saying that. They are the NFL, how much they care. And Joel Worthy recruiting and working with players would not make a difference. It would not help. I think that is keep D'Antonio, hire the former players that care and can recruit and can relate to young players and hire coordinators from smaller schools that are making improvements and showing what they can do and actually showing that they can do their job at a high level and, and bringing them to a bigger school and letting them show their abilities there. That's what I think we should do. That's a really good point. Honestly, I didn't think about – I mean, obviously I thought about Harris, but I don't think Worthy would do it. I don't think he would. Bro, if you give him an offer 800 900 a year that right now, dude, I think he's locked in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he he was a little more, and I obviously we love Deary. He just came on, but he was a little tad more successful in the NFL. He made a few more bucks, so I don't know if he would. Who did? But uh, worthy. He yeah yeah. Drell, Drell made some. He played for like nine years. At least five. At least five or six. Yeah. Um, yeah, he made some big but, bucks. He was- but to my coaches, and I'm not going to mention your guy. I'll let you do that after. But like I was seeing with Reddit guys, I want someone in here who can motivate guys. You know, I'm not I'm not calling for D'Antonio's job, but I am calling for his job if he keeps doing this stubborn bullshit and doesn't fire these guys that should not be employed anywhere. I'm sorry, but they shouldn't. Um, yeah, Mike Trust is a decent defensive coordinator. He's decent. But, I mean, he's no Pat Narduzzi at defensive coordinator, guys. Um, the, one difference I could, the one difference I see with Pat Narduzzi and uh, Trestle, I you remember, you guys remember how much pressure we used to get in the quarterback with Shalik Calhoun? I mean, you guys know. I mean, I don't know all these names off the top of my know. head, but yeah, and Rush, even the, all of them. Yeah, the Big Ten championship. I don't think we had Narduzzi that year, but that was like kind of his players. The year before when he left, every year, guys, twenty thirteen to freaking. I mean, obviously the three years of dominance. So what I'm saying is, I don't think anyone should be promoted from the staff, like. We had our guy, what's his name, Sparty Moments, saying, I don't want Trestle. So that goes one. So you got to kick off everyone from the staff. Jim Bohan, I don't know what the hell coach he is for. Is he strength and conditioning? I don't know. I think he is. But, excuse my language, he needs to get the fuck out of here, dude. Look at because... MSU's strength and conditioning. Young guy. Who? Young guy. MSU is a young guy for, for the basketball strength and conditioning. Yeah, they do. But – Look at, Nick, look at all and the players not, losing weight, getting in the right shape, forming yeah, into their bodies. That's what you like to see. He's young, but we need a motivator. Like, go look at Oregon's, dude. Oregon's and Northwestern's. That's yeah, what dude. I want. A guy that just – Dude, another reason up, why Darren Harrison and Joel Worthy would be such great additions 
is they would not let oh. this season happen. They would not let this happen. They they could talk about their success at MSU, what they did, and they would not let the players give up. They would not let them dance and smile on the sidelines. They would they would be so motivated and like and and like dedicated to the team success and people playing hard. And that's why I think we should add them. And yeah, I mean honestly, but like I was saying with the coaches guys, so I mentioned Lewis Riddick, who nobody's mentioned, let's be honest. But the realistic options, and I'm not saying I'd be on for this. I'm just telling you guys, I'm not giving you every option. He's going to do that. But there's four realistic options. I'll give you two of them, and he can give you the other two. The two I'm thinking of that are realistic, if he did indeed resign, and I don't want that unless he unless he doesn't fire the staff. But if he does, would be Pat Narduzzi and Luke Fickle. Um, there's more. I'll let him get into that. But like I said, the reason why I mentioned Narduzzi, he knows – he knows the program well. He was very successful as our defensive coordinator. There's been rumors he's turned down the Rutgers job and a few other Big Ten jobs because he hopes, and I don't know if you know that, but he's, I mean, hoping for, you know, our offer, basically, I'm hearing. But I wouldn't be psyched if that happened. I'm not going to lie. I think he's a little mediocre at best. He wins a few games here and there, a few big games. Um, and then, obviously, with Luke Fickle, guys, he was Ohio State's head coach the year before Urban Meyer came. And a lot of people remember him going like six and seven with that team. And then two years later, Urban Meyer taking them and winning the national title. But he's actually the head coach for Cincinnati right now. He's an offensive Jiro, Jiro, whatever. Um, he, he's been having a good year. They're ranked in the top 25. Um, he had a big win over UCF, not this past week, the week before. Just won at Houston convincingly. But his teams are scoring a bunch of points. So those are two options that I think would be realistic. Um, and I know you want to give your other two, but main one, so you can go. You hear me? I said you can give your option now for head coach. Yo. Hello? All right, you in? You were asking two options after the season? Yeah, and I mentioned Luke Fickle and, of course, um, who else did I mention? Oh, Pat Narduzzi. Who, who would your two be? Um, uh, my, two, my, my number one, of course, is B.J. Fleck, and I've given <laughs> many reasons for that. Young guy, recruit. Get his teams motivated, and he's turned he's turned two programs around in in an amazing way. And mm-hmm. my other two guys, it'd be tied for number two. Would be Les Miles and the UCF that go turn out. True. Um, he was Missouri. Yeah. He was Missouri's offensive coordinator before he went there. For those of you that don't know, I don't yeah. know his name off the top of my head. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, me neither. Um. Who else? I mean. I don't think Les That's Miles about is it. Really, so. But obviously the one I would say too, and it's not happening, but my number one would be Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to happen now. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, guys, I think we basically covered everything. You agree? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we're going to upload this and probably get it out to you guys tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, We'll upload it tomorrow. Yep. All right. Appreciate everyone for joining, and go green.